back, everyone. Thank you again, Seven, for joining us. Welcome to another episode of Reliability Boombox, proudly brought to you by Reliability Extranet, a group of companies, uh, Sologic and uh, Reliability Analytics. And Ray, um, tonight, Seven, how are you? I'm nice very well, sir. I am very well. <laughs> That's good. Running on um, all eight cylinders, as they say in Australia. On all eight cylinders. Yes, nice. running on all eight cylinders. Nice. Yes, the other day you weren't quite running on eight. No, no not um, on eight. That's 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 good. I'm glad you were. You are now. Um, talking about running on eight cylinders, it's a nice little segue. You oh. got there. We didn't plan that, did we? Hey, we didn't plan that. No, we didn't plan anything. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't even plan speeches at uni. What are you on about? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um. Anyway, side note. Um, so, uh, firing on all eight cylinders. Uh, the other week we spoke a bit more about problem solving and RCAs and where they sort of fit in and, and how they can really benefit smaller and, or other organisations. Um, and we talked about some of the learnings that you've experienced in doing facilitations and so forth about having a particular framework. Uh, Tonight, I wanted to throw at you is a little bit more about reliability analytics and the Sorba platform. Now, you and I have had some great conversations in the last couple of weeks about the platform and seeing what it can do and, and where it can go. And as you and I have freely admitted, we're, we're still riding the bike with training wheels at this stage. <laughs> we've got our expert races on the other end of the country uh, the other yep. end of the world helping us out along the way but they're certainly learning fast um but i wanted to see i, I guess first up i wanted to hear the two um most exciting things you've learned in the last six 12 months yep yep sorba two things hmm. I have learnt about Sorba. And the most exciting things, most sort of applicable, exciting things, like, yeah. Uh, um, well, number one, um, whatever we chuck at it, they see, it, it seems to do it. <laughs> it's um, uh, it, it's extremely flexible. Yeah. Extremely flexible. And I think with that flexibility, um, come some very, very skilled people in, in what we call Sorba corporate. Um, um, I'm, I'm going to say, um, oh, sorry, I've got to learn how to spell. Just wait for me, mate. Flexibility. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Flex. I'll start again. Flex. <laughs> like so I don't know, mate. Flex. <laughs> right. And two, what's the most exciting? So one flexibility, and I'm thinking, I've got all. Oh, now you got me flexibility on the on the brain. And the other the other exciting, the other exciting, exciting things, not just flexibility within itself, but it's also, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. It's in the, it's still in the flexibility space, but I'm gonna call it adaptability. I am. Okay. All right. So 
I'm going to talk. So flexibility is more straight into the server space, yeah. Right, and and how the actual product work, and the adaptability is like how we can adapt it to external things. Mm. Yeah. So um, whether that's getting data in or data out, if you want to call uh, it that, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. So. Sure. Okay, so I've got those two things. So you, can you remember those? Okay. <laughs> okay. Flexibility. All right. So the, the interesting thing about, you know, people talk about, I think we talked about the path of ones and zeros at some in a previous podcast mm. when we were talking about these things. Yeah. And I come back to that path of where the ones and zeros, you know, um, the zeros and ones, uh, where they where they actually travel. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the thing that constantly amazes me about sort, right, mm-hmm. is how flexible it is with those ones and zeros. <laughs> All right, so yeah. once you sort of get the like, it can get data in, so it, it comes back to that adaptability, and um, if the if the product or thing puts information into ones and zeros, i.e. a digital form, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's a whole heap of different standards and protocols that are uh, used in the industrial space. Okay. Mm-hmm. So PLCs talk a certain protocol, for example. Yeah. Right, eh? It's not a problem for Zora. It just handles it. Like I said, right. oh, yeah. that's easy. <laughs> give me give me a challenge like yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, and 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 it just does it and you know i was trolling around in um the configuration i wanted to configure a certain data source and you mm. know and and um it's there yeah you select it out of a box and off it goes like it's it's yeah it's really easy you know and um you know the whole thing that the the project that you know, we've been working on. Um, again, coming back to that flexibility and and this digital forms of ones and zeros. Um, there were some ones and zeros in a form that was not common, well, not common yeah. here in Australia. More probably more common in Europe, um, yeah. but it wasn't common here in Australia. It had you know some people stumped, and um, and again, I'm going to come back to that flexibility and adaptability piece. The tool or the software suite is that flexible right it doesn't take much to adapt it to something mm. completely new where the ones and zeros were in essentially a format that we haven't really seen before and um lo and behold um you know within weeks we had the ones and zeros moving through the platform um so it just constantly surprises me so for our listeners out there um if you've got a plant that is highly digitized, i.e. it's got PLCs and you know networks and all that sort of stuff, um, sorbo will be really, really home. And also, if you've got a plant that may not be digitized, mm-hmm. okay, so old school, <clears throat> um, again, coming back to this flexibility, there's options there to get you into the digital space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it just works. <laughs> Yeah. And it just works. So that's one of that's that's that piece there um, around flexibility. And if I move into adaptability, 
Okay. So we had a request here in a, in Australia to get data out of Sorba. Yep. Okay. Um, into the Microsoft stack mm -hmm. and um, put the request in um, to say, hey, we want to interface to this Microsoft product, um, like common ones like Excel and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, lo and behold, boom, there it is. This is how you do it. I'll get some instructions from from um, corporate on, on how to do it. So, you know, that adaptability um, of the system to, you know, not only take the data in, but also put the data out into systems. So I've seen it, like I've seen examples where they're, you know, uh, integrating Sorba into the actual operator controls. So, you know, the bots are actually reporting what they're finding mm -hmm. to the operator actually operating the plant. Um, yeah. And so it comes around to that adaptability of the system. It's, it's you know, um, I'm actually quite amazed with how adaptable the thing is yeah. um, to meet people's needs. And that's what yeah. it's all about is, you know, it's having that flexibility and adaptability to meet people's needs. And we haven't stumped it yet. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can certainly see where you're coming from with those. and. I know I'm not as uh, in in depth in in the trenches with a lot of the the data in the data out and the, the pieces of the puzzle as they all go together. Um, so I'd, I appreciate the time you've spent in and about that, but I agree with you regarding that flexibility and like you said with that digital form the ones and zeros. And I think I might have mentioned this in the last time it came up. It's it's like some machines or some digital format might speak French, some speak Spanish, some speak, yeah. you know. And where that, where yeah. the, and it's like different languages because it's sort of like the Europeans speak a set of languages, the Americans yeah. speak a set of languages, and it's very obvious that Australians speak English, but it's a different <laughs> of English. Um, and, and the flexibility and the adaptability of the system to be able to handle all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? um and and again that it also comes back to the people behind it mm -hmm. um you know they they blow me out of the water with you know oh yeah we can do that yes we can do that yes no problem we can do that that's 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 quite possible and you know one of the guys that i i work with has been um uh sort of described as like a rocket scientist yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the um the um what would you say the meticulous the meticulous approach of this particular gentleman um certainly earns respect mm. Mm. yeah so yeah very very interesting yeah yeah and i i think um from my experience as well like just seeing how you said like they are flexible there's nothing that really perplexes them in that sense and like i said we're still the ones with the training wheels and we're still learning how to ride the bike but it's like yep you can do that don't worry about it like we'll go like this and um with that adaptability like you said just that shift of where the data comes from where it goes to which actually leads me into one of the other topics i wanted to kind of bring up with you and, and sort of have a look at um and you you mentioned it yourself there if 
people are highly digitized, which a lot of large industries are, you know, and let's be honest, from my experience, and I'm sure from yours, often a whole lot of data going in, not a lot of it is getting processed exceptionally well because there's so much coming in Yes. that it's like, I, I just can't figure it out. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, um, information overload, literally. Information overload, yeah. Yeah, and, literally. Yeah, and you end up with, what is it, paralysis by analysis. Because mm. trying to analyze all this information, whereas Sorba does all that for you. Like, we've got examples of one particular machine sending over 370 pieces of information every second. Yes. And it's processing it. Like this, yeah. this guy? Yeah, it's like a walk in the park. <laughs> And yeah, and 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 again, that's another amazing part of the system is that is that um, is that throughput or cadence and, and and the technology behind it. And 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 again, like if you, if you think about it, like industrial IoT, Internet of Things, mm. all based on internet-based um, protocols which yep. are fundamentally designed to be able to transmit data and that's how they get in the mm. throughput. That's how they get the throughput. And the beauty of it is because it's an internet based protocol, okay, it interfaces to all these different things. You can do so much with it because you've got all these different tools that you can pick from um, to to meet your needs. Yeah. You know, yep. from a from a software point of view, like I'm now yeah. in IT land and and I don't profess to be an IT person, but I've got to try and understand it to explain it to people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how I explain it is, you know, um, some people ask me, what what do we do? And, you know, um, one of the answers I've got is we internet connect mining equipment. Mm. That's that's fundamentally what, what yeah. you know, we do. And then on the back end of that, and this is where the, you know, the, some of the amazing technology, the machine learning comes from, is because now you've got these, you know, heavy pieces of equipment collecting all this data now interconnected and being able to tr transmit that data. Mm. I think it's how do you process all that information? And, and that's where the machine learning comes in. And, you know, our supervisors, uh, our first line of defense, our supervisor um, saw bots, um, essentially take, well, they can take hundreds of streams of data mm. um, and recognize unusual behavior and tell you where it's unusual yeah you know yeah. um and so that's one way of removing the information overload you know yeah. and and me being from an industrial background i've been on the receiving end of missing failures because mm. of information overload. we simply missed it because yeah. we were trying to do too much and you know um with this technology now um, you know, you could sort of relieve some of that burden off your shoulder and put mm. it to the side and, and, and only worry when, when the machine learning barks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And uh, in that, I'd like to bring back a bit of an awareness that the, to think of it like sometimes, I guess, when people see all these AI information, you know, technology that's doing stuff a whole lot quicker than humans can but there's and i talk about it a bit because i really want to just um you know 
you talk about the elephants in the room sometimes is, is yeah. that you're good at that by the way <laughs> what am I going to do like that that's taken away part of my job but when we really look at it it's like before you got oil reports regularly mm. on a vehicle or um before you sort of yeah let's just use oil reports as a simple ones like if you ever worked in industry where you obtained oil reports for a report back on a vehicle whether it was you know a truck an excavator and just a gearbox and a piece of machinery or whether it was a transformer if you're in an electrical space often you wouldn't do much about it until you saw the report and you use that report as a quick tool to go right what do i have to have a look at and you look for the red marks the red mark i was going to say the red marks that's it <laughs> look for the red yeah. mark yeah. what do i need to look at oh i need to look yeah. at that one yeah quick. the red, yeah. the, the red the red mark yeah the yeah. green the green ones you can ignore green ones just don't worry about it. it's like yep 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 go 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 yeah and basically the saw bots are doing that on hundreds of things yes. thousands of things every second yes so it's doing it at a quicker rate that hopefully can help you before and if we talk about the oil report for example by the time you've taken the oil sample, sent it off to a lab, in yep. most cases it's, if you're lucky, you can get a 24-hour turnaround if you express it and it's urgent and you plan it ahead, but still that's 12 or 24 hours. What would it mean if you had it live? Yeah. As soon as that difference started to appear, as soon as the particle matter increased to a worrying level as soon as the moisture increases as soon as the level dropped yeah you got some sort of indication for life yeah, yeah 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 and and just coming back to begin with the end in mind and it's all about giving us early warning yeah of an impending problem yeah and you know you do your oil sampling and your condition monitoring i'm going to talk generally why do you do it you're you're inspecting the piece of equipment mm. to assess its condition and you know oil is or oil analysis is one technology yes. vibration is another technology blah 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 mm. um and why do you do those to give you early warning of impending failure okay. okay because you know i've sort of been involved with transformers blowing up which is not a good idea <laughs> i can tell you that now um I've definitely been in, involved with uh, mechanical things, um, doing the wrong, behaving very badly. And, you know, <laughs> in, in Australia, when a when an engine blows up and you break a break a condrod and the condrod goes out the side of the engine block, we call that a, bed, uh, a leg out of bed. Um, <laughs> you know, I've had like a, we've been involved with um, and talked about you know um, legs out of bed with yeah. regard to engine and and again. The whole idea of this technology is to give you the heads up as early as possible that something is about to happen. Mm. If something has happened and it tells you, yeah, it's just happened, well, you sort of missed the boat, haven't you? You're suffering the pain of that failure mm. now. Whereas um, if you had the heads up that you've got like days, hours, not minutes, but days or hours of, mm. of, of, of 
warning that something is going to fail with a um, high confidence that it is going to fail, okay? So, you know, you, you might have systems give you false positives. Um, and that, that's been thrown around in industry a lot around the machine learning. What about false positives? Well, machine learning is only as good as what you teach it, would be my answer. Yeah. Um, but um, though false positives aside, I digress this slightly, but you know, this is what you use this technology for from a reliability engineering point of view, like habit four in, in my book is deciding data. Mm. Right? You've now got the technology now, like here and today, to use data to give you the earliest warning possible. Yeah. 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 It's, it's probably how it's supposed to Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, um, I totally agree. And that's one of the things that I get excited about in this because like you, I've been a part and involved in Transformers, blowing yep. up being electrically minded more so. I haven't seen the leg out of bed on the engines, but stop uh, around the machinery that have seen failures, have seen other incidences go on. Um, <clears throat> you know, mechanically uh, pumping, you know, mm -hmm. um, in one of my previous roles, I, one of the biggest challenges on this particular site was from an infrastructure's point of view was managing the pump maintenance, mm -hmm. which brings me back, we've segued back into the other point that I want to sort of discuss. And you, you hinted at it yourself before, but if we talked about the fact that if people are digitized and areas mm -hmm. are digitized, Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of players out there. And when we talked with our good friend, Jed Andrews, <clears throat> yes, about his, you know, um, line of work and where he's looking at helping and assisting others. Yeah. Right now I'm traveling through far North Queensland and there's a lot of industry. There's a lot of agriculture. There's a lot of other areas that may not be as digitized yeah. and digitizing it all can be quite costly. And yep. what I've started to see, and maybe you can talk a little bit more about this, is some yep. of the technologies of bringing in vibration, um, yep. sampling, noise, sight, all those other little tools that we sort of hinted at with Jed Andrews um, into that space and making it at that affordable level. And this is where the logic possibly can. Oh, it's all about, yeah. Um, Sorry, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's me today, Seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll have to change my, I might have to get a background for reliability boot box. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because the, the, having been into this technology early, right? <laughs> okay, in my mm. corporate life, um, we were really interested in the industrial internet of things to reduce cost, um, mm. because we knew how much it would cost us to put a temperature through a PLC. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you weren't getting change out of thousands of dollars to do that as a minimum. Right. And the only reason why you'd really want to do that is from a control point of view. Mm. Okay where that temperature is critical to the process and the PLC has to use that input in its logic and in, in making decisions. Okay, mm. that's why you do it. And so reliability then sort of becomes a poor cousin 
mm-hmm. right? Because if we had our choice, we would want to measure temperature on everything, <laughs> okay? Because um, what we're interested in is finding the subtle changes where, you know, a bearing, for example, may be um, mm. starting to increase in temperature and there could be six, mm. seven, eight, nine, ten bearings mm. on, on, on a machine and the PLC really doesn't care about the bearing temperature. All it really cares about is the RPM that the shaft is spinning. Yeah. Right. From a from a control point of view, like as in controlling yeah. the process. So this is where reliability becomes essentially a poor cousin. And this is where I think the Internet of Things and and well, proofs of pudding. You you have a look at um, like the IoT store and how much you can buy, you know, um, instruments and battery powered instruments for or industrial Internet of Things instruments for, and we're talking hundreds of dollars. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's a tenfold change or a yeah. tenfold saving in cost as yeah. per related putting it through the control system. Now, don't get me wrong. If the PLC is collecting the data, that can be used as well. It's mm. not, it's not, it's not uh, or this yeah. or this, it's and. It's yeah. all of this mm. at the same time. And um, so if you're already, you know, if you're, if you're already collecting the data, that's great. If you haven't yeah. got the data there to to effectively um, monitor the the piece of equipment, there is now like is it it's probably changing. It is changing daily the yeah. number of instruments that are available in the marketplace. Yeah, you know, um, vibration monitoring. You know, when I first started talking about online vibration monitoring, you wouldn't get much change out of thirty grand Australian through thirty thousand dollars Australian. Yeah. Right. 150 bucks US. Yeah. For a, for a, for a basic vibration tool. Yes. Um, you know, hit us up. We're, we're happy to give you guys links on, on where mm. this stuff is. Um, yep. but yeah, it's, it's out there. And, um, the, the price point of, or the, what would you call it? Barrier to entry. Yes. There you go. The yes. barrier to entry. <laughs> there's a big. There's my words. Words mm-hmm. The yeah. barrier. The barrier for entry is um, going. It's getting lower and lower and lower mm. into yeah. this. And with with more and more companies coming onto the marketplace with with the selection of instruments, there's a whole heap of competition out there. Um, when it comes to regard to these things, and now it's sort of getting to the point where you almost throw away. Mm. Yeah. You know. Um, you can get to your eyes to the point where the instrument fails, you throw away and get another one. Yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly right. And I think, um, if we come back to that example that I was talking about or what led to this sort of discussion, we're talking about pumps and and pump motors. And then if you flip that around to say the agricultural industry and and Mm. farm, like farms, farmers have pumps out in the middle of the boondocks, tapped onto the back of a creek, covered up with a little tin shed. Yep. <laughs> no they won't know it's not working until the sprinkler doesn't work. <clears throat> um, I'm sure they've got their maintenance routines and they're looking after it for the best they can, but they've also got a bunch of other things to do because they're often one man band. Yes. Yeah, or, or a sort of small family you know, operation. And like you said that barrier of entry bringing these 
tools and applications down and we've talked with some and we've, we've um, had some discussions with a, an organization that actually make one of these <coughs> tools and it's more of a, a piece of hardware that actually just collects all that little bit of information you know if you've got a, a relatively decent sized diesel engine with a water pump attached to it hooked up they have some automatic sensors you know mm. your you standard engine comes with certain volume sensors you know temperature <clears throat> when it's getting too hot yep maybe flow rate or at least fuel volume yep okay. um your flow rates pressure some simple things like that and some of them are quite simple like you said to simply add them in they've often got the ports they've got the area and you just screw a little valve in screw a little rtd in screw a little pressure sensor in and it's two little wires that just connect straight into something and instead of going through that massive plc like what we've experienced in industrial things yeah the industrial sense is you can just be this little thing the size of like that teacup but yeah like hockey puck kind of thing (laughs) yeah stick it to the side and hook up a couple of wires and and away we go and with you know technology and the way that we can use mobile apparatus um you know through simple sim applications and things like that and with it all being web-based you can easily connect into people and help people with that Mm. now when you pump out the boondocks is backed up no when your generator is low on fuel so instead of having to do your fuel run every other week to just double check that your generator is on because it's or it's going to start when it needs to it just it's there it's going to give yeah. you a and, and you know and the, the technology in inside the sorb stack exists to give it you know you get an email yeah day if you want of all your fuel levels yeah there you go deliver to your inbox you don't even have to think about it you don't even have to go and find it it's just part of normal process yep now sorry it can give you an hour run meter yeah yep here's how many hours i've been running for and i've worked on a site a large site that literally paid someone and they said to me it was pretty much at least half a day yeah for him to run around check all the pump motors and get their hour run meter readings yep yeah you know, by the time he drove around so you do the sums on that say your average tradesman in these industries is say you're paying him 60 dollars an hour yep it's 300 dollars. yeah well you've got an instrument in that yeah yeah exactly you've got one little instrument Yes. And he's doing that every week. <clears throat> Times that by 52. And 52 instruments. <laughs> In the site, didn't have 52 instruments. Yeah. So you're getting the chance to buy back your time, the time of your people, the time of your staff, the time of yourself, if you are yes. one. one yes. Man. Yes. Agreed. That's where I think, like, for me one of the great things about these sorts of tools and applications is if we can help reduce the stress level of people in any way shape or form then i'm in yes you know 
We work in such a go, go, go society. It's all about strive and achieve. And whilst that's a benefit, and we want to maximize and get the most out of our cars, our trucks, our people, our pumps, and these tools can certainly help you do that. They also help relieve that stress and pressure of the person maintaining, looking after them, operating them, or just caring. Manage them. Manage them. Manage them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. I thought, um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of bring that to some people's attention. We've talked a bit over the past and some things we probably double back on, hopefully with a little bit more detail. Though just really give the example of how these tools, and we've always talked about how they are tools in industry, large, small, and otherwise, can be very beneficial. Mm. And just to also highlight that that our focus and the reason that we're doing this is we want to educate people on it, let people know what is there, what's out there, (laughs) how they can apply them, and how they can benefit from it. Yeah. And to hopefully one day remove a little bit of that stress for them. I just had a thought. Should we show some people? Ooh. There's a challenge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We might have to do a video series on showing people how things are done. Yeah. Yeah, we we might do. We might do. I'm throwing it out there, Dane. Okay, we, we might have to do a little uh, video series of some applications and have to yeah. get because that's one. So, one of the things that gets me with the information technology industry, um, and obviously, you and I, sort of engineering types of people, yeah, um, they I call it talking in tongues. They they use words and phrases that are uh, unusual to people like you and me. Anyway, I'm not taking anything away from my people in the the, uh, information technology industry at all. But (laughs) um, when when dealing with engineering type people and practical type people, they want to see it work. Yes. Show show me how it works type thing. And that's where I was just thinking like, we'll throw it throw a challenge out between the two of us and we'll, we'll yeah. show you how it works yeah yeah let's mm. let's do that let's do that let's um so everyone keep posted for that seven and i'll um butt our heads together and come up with some some little challenges um I, and we'll show yeah. you i think what i'm feeling into there seven is that yeah. i think what we'll show is some of the, the simplicities of, of some of the other things that are out there that mm-hmm. you can some of the um, tools and what I'd like to highlight for everyone is that for us it's more about the software than it is the hardware it's more about the digital processing of information mm. than is of the collecting of information the collecting of it is just a byproduct of what we need to do yeah so um, we'll show you how simple that can be for some of these organizations that don't aren't connected to the internet things but then also <clears throat> We'll show you how simple it is to process that information. Yes. A quick, easy setup and how quick we can go through the process and we'll stage it in the step-by-step sort of process just so you can see. 
Yep. I've already got a few ideas that have just sparked into my mind. I think I'll just cause myself some work. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Can't help me. No. <laughs> um, awesome. Right, yeah, I've got some good ideas. So we'll take that one offline and we'll um, keep you guys all posted. But if you if you have an idea, if you have something you'd like to see it on or you'd like to throw us a challenge with it, by all means, certainly do. Reach out, um, send us a comment, get in touch with us via LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, wherever you're watching it. Find us, look us up get in touch and if you have even if you have a, a, a small problem that you're trying to fix you're trying to rattle your brain on um let us let's give a crack to, to help you out in some way you know we we do enjoy supporting people um mm. and and just showing the capabilities um, of these these tools um so yeah with that i think we have a lot to now ponder yes. and uh <laughs> We're our worst enemies. <laughs> well, thank you again, Seven. Um, no worries. Thanks, mate. And uh, as like you said to me in a text message the other day, these are becoming enjoyable because it's a good little chat and they rack the brain and um, yeah, just refresh on, on what we learn and kind of helps it sink all in for us. Yes. And hopefully it helps it sink in for other people and give some other people some ideas. Thank you.